Joined now on the WMAY Morning News Feed on 92.7, 94.7, and 970 AM is State Senator Darren Bailey. Senator, thanks for taking time with us this morning. You guys are coming back to work this week, but virtually. I uh, definitely want to talk about the committee hearings that uh, are going to be handed uh, uh, some time uh, with uh, headlines to be made, I would imagine. Uh, tomorrow, there's one on unemployment insurance. We'll talk about that in a moment, but I want to get your reaction as somebody who's sued the governor over his executive orders. Uh, what exactly uh, your reaction is to now we have 12 months worth of COVID-19 executive orders filed by the governor. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. And thank you so much. And yeah, the you know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking at several other lawsuits that have recently been filed. And I mean, we, we, we sit here a year later and we, we have to understand and acknowledge the lockdowns are not working. We have to consider the billions of dollars that have been paid out in relief efforts. And then we have to take a the serious look that, you know, the ages of people from the ages of 20 to, to 50 have a 99.98 survival rate. And then we, we've understood, we've learned that the people over at the age of 70, you know, have a, have a 95% survival rate. And the question is, why aren't we focusing on our long-term health cares on our long-term uh, assisted livings, on the elderly. You know, people should be working, schools should be open, and we should be focusing on uh, these exact age groups that we know. You know, during the month of October, the average age of death was, uh, was 80 years old, and most of those took place in long-term care facilities. Yet, uh, you know, we would, we're, all we're met with, no facts, but just emotion, and uh, it's very frustrating in the state of Illinois. Matter of fact, it's destroying the state of Illinois. What does this do to uh, you know our rights, our liberties, the pursuit of happiness, uh, to you know the the the, the uh, certainty that businesses in this state uh, have or don't have uh, when it comes to having the legislature completely hands off over the past twelve months? <laughs> I've been arguing that from day one, Greg. As a matter of fact, I raised that question on March eighth. Whenever a Governor Pritzker issued his very first emergency proclamation, I sensed the danger in that. But yet, a little bit later on, I, I, you know, we we were dealing with something we didn't know. So I encouraged uh, people, you know, to shut down for the two weeks. Two weeks turned into thirty days, and uh, and then it just it became evident that uh, uh, things are things are out of control. I mean, you know, I, I find it terribly troubling that. Uh, you know, we're not telling the stories of, uh, you know, the Trevor Tale, the, the, the 18-year-old college student uh, from Seneca who took his life at the U of I on October 21st. And, and you know, his mom cites that, you know, he has no roommates, no activities. Uh, we, we've totally, again, this broad lockdown is hurting everyone. And, you know, I'd love to see some proof that, uh, you know, Governor Pritzker is, is actually trying to you know, working to make something better. But there is no proof of that because uh, we haven't had any uh, legislator conferences, calls in, in quite some time. But when we did have them a few months ago, um, we, we were told about these studies. We were told about these facts. Every representative and senator that was on those calls with me uh, asked to have those emailed and sent to us. We never received anything. And as a matter of fact, I even look back, I 
I ran across a study the other day of, of showing that it kind of intrigued me that even even back in October, November, December, if you remember, we were worried about, you know, hospital bed capacity. And, and I saw a study that showed that the hospital bed capacity in Illinois peaked at 35,000 in June. And guess what? Nothing has done about that since then. So, again, uh, we're not focusing on where the real need is at. That's helping our elderly. That's, get, that's getting help to the nursing homes, to the hospitals, to the uh, long-term care facilities. And instead, we're locking everyone down, keeping everybody from working, earning a living, staying sane, and, uh, and, and, and therefore even limiting our, you know, our tax base money that's coming in. That's, that's, that's how we fix this. 744 now in the capital city on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop talking with State Senator Darren Bailey about 12 months worth of COVID-19 orders. The governor issuing a 13th uh, disaster proclamation on Friday with little fanfare. Uh, you had to actually go and, and, and refresh the page to find that, but it was issued another 30 days, last until March 6th. That makes for 12 full months here. Uh, and uh, Senator, you know, we've got new COVID-19 variants being reported by Illinois Department of Public Health as well. Uh, last I saw, I had 20 uh, cases, and I heard this morning on another news program we could see, uh, you know, an annual type of COVID-19 concern here uh, or a variant concern moving forward. How important is it that uh, the, the legislature uh, get back into control and, and be an equal branch of government with uh, the governor who's been dictating uh, moving forward for 12 months now? I find it very interesting to, you know, watch activity in Washington business, you know, continues out there. Uh, I, I, I look around at other states uh, conducting business and, and doing the things that they're doing. And then I look at the disastrous policies of Illinois. And, and uh, you know, the uh, my particular lawsuit is still in existence, but uh, the Second Appeals Court quite some time, a few months ago, uh, you know, ruled that uh, Governor Pritzker can indeed uh, continue making these executive orders. So uh, we decided not to pursue this in court because uh, many of his executive orders simply cannot be, you know, uh, enforced. And, and so, some uh, counties you know, also are indicating that much as well. But how concerned are you that uh, these this new COVID variant is going to be used to to justify more uh, similar types of uh, actions and limits on uh, economic activity here in the state? I've said that from day one as well. We have got to figure out a way to live with this and be able to function in life because these these we're here. You know, let's let's say everything just resumes to normal today and and next year. You know, what's life going to be like? Uh, you know, with with when when flu season comes again. We've learned a lot and 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 we've been reminded of a lot that many times throughout history, when these health pandemics uh, come along, a uh, general hygiene. Uh, seems to be the best motivation if you're or be the you know the best cure keeping our hands washed a hand sanitizer uh you know we've did we we we've we've done that forever you know that's what i tell people if you're if your kids are sick you kept them home from school you didn't go to church maybe you took off a day or two if you were really sick and uh that, that's the common sense measures that we're going to have to uh, uh return to otherwise we're simply going to destroy our economy and to destroy the lives like Trevor tells, it's not being told. 
State Senator Darren Bailey joins us. You're going to be busy this week with work uh, in two different committees. One is tomorrow about unemployment insurance, and another one is uh, the following day. You'll be in the health committee talking about vaccine distribution. Let's focus on uh, unemployment insurance here. Uh, what's going to be covered in that committee? Is it going to delve into just the unemployment insurance aspect and the fund that's there, or is this going to be a full review by the Senate to uh, look at the fraud, to look at the backlogs, uh, and to look at the governor's handling of the unemployment uh, operations in this state? Well, I expect all of the above. And interestingly enough, I have not received the details of that yet. So that's how Springfield likes to work. But I I expect the Republican caucus is definitely going to be uh, delving into the fraud that has has been unaddressed as well. So, and this can, Greg, this continues. I mean, literally every day in our offices, we're receiving calls of people who are, you know, uh, still conti- still continuing to receive the credit card, still receive, you know, that comes from Ohio, still receiving the letters that claim that they signed up for unemployment. And then what I find most dangerous that no one can really get a handle on is the, uh, you know, the credit claims to the employer, the, uh, the, the letter that goes out to the, the place of employment where the person is still working, never took off a day, and it says, you know, you're just to let you know you have been charged for a, for this amount for the last year's worth of unemployment, and the figures are never right, and they're usually grossly more. And when people try to, uh, you know, delve into that, find out what's going on, they're, they're either, you know, met with uh, uh, no answer from IDES or told that, well, we'll work on that, and, and uh, thank you very much for your concern. So uh, I'm afraid... Uh, there's a, there's a massive amount. This is this is costing Illinoisans uh, a grave amount, and uh, but but Governor Pritzker uh, refuses again to acknowledge it and and, and refuses to call for an audit uh, to to pinpoint what's going on here. Yeah, we we know that like 960 some odd thousand cases have been stopped, but don't have an actual dollar amount of that fraud or who those people are and why we don't have anybody arrested for that uh, and being charged with fraud. We're talking with State Senator Darren Bailey. Another uh, hearing that you're going to be involved in this week is the Senate Health Committee uh, talking about vaccine distribution. What are you hearing from your constituents? (laughs) Hearing a lot of concern and a lot of frustration. The elderly population. Uh, many people, you know, are, are wanting and desiring these vaccines, and I'm talking to my county health departments who are working hard uh, to distribute them. Uh, but, but again, uh, Governor Pritzker is failing to take any responsibility for this. We had the directives come from Washington, and they stated that CVS and Walgreens pharmacies, you know, were, would would be in charge of this distribution. And meanwhile, immediate at the very beginning. Uh, you know, he wasn't even offering the uh, the uh, local health departments to be able to do this. And down here in my part of the world, uh, there's there's not a lot of CVS and, and, and Walgreens, but every community has a small hometown-owned pharmacy. And, and finally, just about two weeks ago, he opened the door to, to allow these uh, small hometown pharmacies to, uh, you know, to, to, to begin in this process. But as you could uh, guess, the red tape, the paperwork, I mean, it is it it, it is unreal. I mean, it's embarrassing to sit here and talk to to some of these local uh, pharmacy owners, and then to look at what they have to go through when they are indeed, you know, approved for for other you know older vaccines. They're they're already approved, lined up. All they need is is uh, you know the, the the vaccine and the ability to administer it. But no, not not here in Illinois. Uh, there is seemed that you would think that. Uh, Governor Pritzker is wanting to block them and stop them from, uh, you know, being able to, to administer these. So, yeah, the lines are long. 
uh, whenever there are a vaccination events, and many times uh, you get about a third of the way through, they run out and everyone else is, is, is turned back and, and has to you know worry about uh, when the next opportunity will come along. So we'll uh, definitely keep a close eye on those two hearings, and there's a third hearing as well. We're going to be digging into the business interruption grants, uh, and those are all happening in the Illinois Senate. We're talking with Senator Darren Bailey. Finally here, Senator, we've seen one name tossed into the ring for uh, the Republican nomination for governor. That election is 2022, just around the corner. I can't believe it, but uh, where are you at in your thinking of uh, possibly uh, you know, making that bid as well? Well, we are certainly praying and uh, about this opportunity, looking into the, uh, you know, the, the, what kind of an impact uh, we could have. And uh, I've let uh, some people know in the, that uh, uh, two weeks from uh, yesterday, we will be uh, making a, an announcement, thumbs up or thumbs down. So February 22nd, uh, we'll have our, uh, we'll have things figured out and uh, we'll either, I'll either continue on where we're at or, or, or make an announcement and uh, that's what uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. And, and just uh, looking at the field and trying to figure out if there's anyone that I can trust uh, to get behind, because uh, I am certainly, as, as you well know, I'm sick and tired of uh, the performance of Illinois government uh, basically forever. And it's time, you know, I do know, I think we all know it's time for something different and uh, trying to figure out what that something different is. And, and if I am can be a part of that, uh, that's, that's uh, what we'll uh, that's what we'll announce on the 22nd. Well, we'll definitely check back in on that. State Senator Darren Bailey, greatly appreciate your time this morning, and uh, be safe out there, all right? Thanks a lot. Have a good day.